0: the future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors since
1: we're all strangers to each other let's get acquainted with the drink shall we explode the sunlight here gentlemen you explode the universe they're coming for you barbara you mean the kind from up there
2: yes it does seem strange but it's nice and solid. this could only happen because the
0: electrode ray is off their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly then your party already begins
1: didn't have anything for breakfast, but two raw eggs and a mug of honey. That's it. Yeah, we'll lose our liquor license, and I'm so fond of that. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I mean, I'd have to hang out with
0: you guys sober. That's weird. Mm, but, you know, that's, that's part of it. That's part of the magic,
2: isn't it? Yeah. It's the magic. Yeah. Yes, yes. Speaking of magic... Ah, I see what you did there, Very good, very subtle Um, So this week we're going to be delving into the magical English world of Harry Potter Yeah Once upon a time in the wondrous year of 1995 In a magical place called Edinburgh An amazing muggle named J.K. Rowling Began having thoughts about a young wizard named Harry Potter. You're
1: a wizard, Harry.
2: And all the adventures he would have at Hogwarts, a wizardry and witchcraft school.
1: Welcome, welcome to another year at Hogwarts.
2: Harry would wage magical battle against the evil forces of he who shall not be named. He do not speak his name. Voldemort, Voldemort,
1: Voldemort, Voldemort, The Voldemort.
2: Silence! J.K. Rowling furiously wrote all the amazing things that had filled her head. And eventually she had written a book titled Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And that's when things got real. Six more books followed, which were loved and read by millions, followed by a movie deal that brought the world of Harry Potter alive. And we all got to watch as Daniel Radcliffe went from being an awkward, pre child to being, well, an awkward adult man. But magical.
1: Yeah, you got naked, got naked with a horse, didn't you? Dead, did, yeah. So,
2: throw in a website, a play, a few short books and a second franchise of films based on one of them and you have yourself a money-making machine that is currently totaling a worth of roughly $25 billion. With that type of gold being banked at Gringotts, there is no doubt the movies will continue. But what mystical corner of the Harry Potter world will they explore? Unless you're a grade A student in divination at Hogwarts, only time will tell.
1: You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> There's Famous so many
2: things him. you can say that in as well. Like it could be like, you know, you're a driver, Harry. It's like anything that comes up, it could be that,
1: you know. Mm. You're yeah. a recovering alcoholic, John.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, di- we didn't want to bring that into it, John. Surprise, yeah.
1: intervention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The banner comes down. <laughs> the third one is like in the last month <laughs> and you haven't learned. Well, it, it is Christmas and New Year's. so like, it's, oh, so like it's like okay? one after every holiday. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Okay. Valentine's Day's coming up. What other public holidays can I? Well, uh, Queen's, birthday. Queen's birthday. Oh, exactly. And, and
0: there's a different one in you know Queensland and New South Wales, so we actually get two for the price of one. Really? Um, <laughs> Does she
2: age twice as? Quickly? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like
1: three hundred and seventy-four. Yes. yes. I always thought she was a robot, uh, but maybe or a lizard. One of those,
2: maybe. Well, it's the eyes, isn't it? That's what it is. There's a slight metallic glint in them. Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm just saying I don't feel she's aged for the last twenty years. Look,
2: just for the record, we love our uh, overseers. I mean, the Queen of England, Um, and and again, British, British. So we're talking about Britain, which means it's still relevant to Harry Potter. Excellent. Guys, I'm I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, but uh, yeah. I wanted to know about you guys. Have you have you both read the books?
1: I have. Yes, uh, not, not all of them. I think I cheated oh, on, the, on the last two. Yeah. What? What do you mean you cheated on the How last did two? You, did you like get the
2: Cliff Notes version?
1: No, no. I think I I read all the books, but I was catching up to the movies. And by the time oh, the, you're the, a late oh, bloomer, I was a late bloomer. Yeah, I was late to the the HP party. Yo. Yeah.
2: Jeez, that's uh, that's a shame because to me the last two movies and I don't mean the last two movies were the last book but it was I, it was anticlimactic for me. Yeah, it
0: was. Yeah. I've got a big issue with the ending of Harry Potter as you guys know. I I'm I'm of the camp that Harry should have just outrightly died. died. Yeah. But going back and reading the book again, I see that that's actually not how it should have ended. That's not how the prophecy <laughs> set up. It's
2: a spoiler alert. Harry uh, doesn't die. Oh. <laughs> well, he much, dies. I don't know how much you can spoil with Harry Potter now because I mean it's it's hard to remember. like I mean, today it's still a big thing. Yeah. But back then, like I remember going to work on like I think it was like a Wednesday morning, um, and my roommate and my then girlfriend at the time were like lining up at the bookstore to get the last book. Mm. And they literally sat in my room the entire day and read that what is like 400, 500 pages. Yeah, it's a big book. Read that entire book within the day, just taking like pee breaks. And then it was my turn to come home and I got to read it the next day when I had my day off. Yeah. And I, like, but they lined up and there was like, you know, hundreds of people in the yeah, middle of I lined like, up. I yeah. was one of the, were, I,
0: I lined up. I, I got into it just after the, Third book was released. So, and I hated, I didn't want anything to do with Harry Potter because I snuck into my parents' bedroom and I found the Christmas presents that year. I think it was oh, a year, I was no. in year four. And I snuck in and I went, oh, and I found this book. And the book had a car on the front, and I thought, "How dare they get me a book like a boys' own adventure type book? It's got a car on the front." And I was, you don't know me, parents. I was was disgusted, (laughs) and then it wasn't until I was in the car on my on, like on a long trip, that I looked at the cover and went, "Oh, the car's flying. (laughs) Um, Maybe I should give this a (laughs) go." This makes a difference, and I was hooked. And I actually started a Harry Potter club at my primary school. Of course, you did. Yeah, Yeah. I did. Yeah, and um, and we all sort of took turns at reading the fourth book when it came out and I it's it's been such a huge part of of my identity like I'm a proud Ravenclaw uh, her-
2: oh I, I've never done it I, I don't have know
1: you? what I am no me neither man I don't know what I am that sorting um, hat to scares me though I just I'd say you're a Gryffindor like it oh. it's definitely like you're so a are, we,
2: are we making that canon like John's a Gryffindor
0: well I mean you can do the Pottermore test Mm-hmm. because that's probably the most reliable. Like we. No, there are. I'm
1: I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you don't, don't want to, to Don't attempt fate. I could end up as a Hufflepuff, you know, and that's just- hey, well, <laughs> I was about to say, I think Doug's <laughs> a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I would say that I'm most probably a Hufflepuff as well. Um, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I just, I, I, I do remember loving the books um, and loving the first couple of movies up until about Goblet of Fire, I think it was. And then after that, I kind of like, I think, weirdly enough, because I started reading them when I was 12, which was roughly at the same time that- uh, the same age that Harry was. Oh, you grew up with Harry. I grew up with Harry. And yeah. by the time I'd read the books, I was like 18, 19, whatever it was. And by the time the movies came out for those books, it was like another f- like three or four years after that. And I think I kind of slightly aged out of them a little bit, but not the books, oddly enough. Like, I can still go back to the books because I feel there's a wealth of... of Content in the books that's yeah. kind of, like, subtext.
0: It's so. the world that, that she, and J.K. Rowling, has created is so rich. Like, I, I'm finding that Fantastic Beasts movies, I enjoy a lot more than the movies of Harry Potter. You do? I really like the Fantastic Beasts. But I love Eddie Remain, Redmayne as, oh, really? uh, as Newt Scamander.
2: There's yes. something so off putting about him as a person and i I just can't put my i don't know i just there's something leave my eddie alone (laughs) (laughs) leave eddie alone um (laughs) but yeah i I, I honestly can say that i haven't gotten into the fantastic beasts movies um and i don't know why i i I, there's nothing out like there's nothing untoward where i can be like this is a terrible movie or anything like that but it's just not my cup of tea
1: no i'm with you man it just doesn't tickle my fancy and i'm not quite sure what it Is I can't quite put my finger on it. And it's interesting that we're talking about Harry Potter and where we're going to take the Harry Potter universe today. Because for me, this doesn't seem like a... I think what it is, it doesn't seem like a natural progression of where I would take the franchise per se. Um, I think it's interesting. They're, They're interesting things to explore. But I don't know. They just cheesy as it sounds it just doesn't feel as magical there's a missing here's what I think do you think it's the American thing like it could be it could be it, Which is I, an
2: odd thing because I feel like the American thing makes it less magical. Something. Do you, really? Okay. Yeah. Magical about being British. <laughs> yeah, I think that. And the thing you're is. You're going to hate my pitch. It misses, <laughs> really,
1: it misses down on the awe, I guess, that also yeah. with it, because the, the kids are experiencing it for the first time as mm. well when you're watching them and you're going on that journey. With this, it all just kind of just seems a bit artificial, like. I, I don't know. Can't now, quite put uh, my finger on okay. it. The other
2: part of that is that, um, obviously, this is the first one that J.K. Rowling's actually, um, the, the first Fantastic Beasts, I should say, was the first one that she actually wrote the script for. However, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is that what it's called? I, it's such a long Title. It's so like we could, literally- but it's it's based on the it's based on yes. the
0: the Hogwarts library book, mm. which is
2: a library book about, and it's just literally, and I I have never read it. Lockley, oh, beautiful resident oh.
0: Okay, so Newt Scamander has been a character in the Harry Potter universe yeah. from mm-hmm. from book one, but he's he was the author of this. Book. He was the author of a book called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and. Look, I will say that I don't like the story that's being told in... Because there's literally no story in the book. No, it's literally just, here's a collection of beasts that he's gone around and he's classified them. And he's the first guy in the history of wizards to do so in, in the canon. And then it becomes... I, I don't like that they're bringing all this Grindelwald and like they're making him a big part of the history of Harry
2: Potter. Like, because that's that's nothing that's been explored in the original books. No. no,
0: they they bring it up though, don't they? Well, they
2: bring up the Grindelwalds. Yeah, Grindelwald, but Newt Scamander was never in like mentioned in the same breath as. There's um, a little Dumbledore. Easter egg though. There's a little Easter egg though uh,
0: that hopefully fans are hoping that it comes to fruition in the Prisoner of Azkaban. They're looking, I'm pretty sure it's prisoner. They're looking at a map in the movie and in the map of it's the Marauders map. And you see, if you look close enough, walking around the grounds is a little pin that says Newt Scamander. And it's, it's just a little throwaway thing. And you're sort of hoping that Warner Brothers all the way back then went, we're going to put this in. And hopefully the movie builds to why Newt Scamander is walking around Hogwarts yeah. at the same time <laughs> that all this other stuff's happening. So that would be really cool. Maybe he took some poly... A little bit too much of polyjuice potion. Yeah, maybe, and maybe. maybe he's he's just
2: like a naked statue.
0: Tracking down Sirius Black, up. maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe, I don't know. But I, look, coming back to the series, my issue with the films is that they're too dark from the get-go. That The first film... Production-wise, just you're talking didn't,
2: about the Fantastic Beasts. No, I'm talking about I'm talking the about original. Harry, I'm talking about the original really? Harry Potter.
0: I not not too dark, but the production was too dark. I said to Sarah that if you had um, David Heyman, who directed Paddington, had he directed a Harry Potter movie, it would be gorgeous and it would be exactly the t- the magical tone. Because t- for me, the books are so much more magical. Mm. than yes. yeah. the movies.
1: Well, mm. that's always the case with most. I, there's yet I've yet to see a movie that surpasses a book. Right. Does, has anyone really... No, no. You know, yeah,
2: definitely not, nothing that I can think of off the top of my
1: head. Can I just say this, though? But my yeah. biggest gripe with the entire movie series, and it's very silly and trivial... I don't know what it is, but that last scene with them all looking where they've tried to age, age them, them
2: on the, it, on it the did, train. Funnily enough, that scene does not age well. No. Um, they literally <laughs> no it literally looks like
1: they've gone down to the budget Halloween uh, yeah. prop place and, like, stuffed a pillow-up bronze T-shirt. And just, <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Like, it just felt really cheap. I, I honestly
2: <laughs> didn't feel there was a need for that scene at all either because, that, correct me if I'm wrong, like, that, that at the end of the book, there is, like, a slight nod to it but i felt no, like that, just- that scene is in the book there is there is
0: the okay. epilogue the, like the epilogue is is so it's there- been a while since i've read that yeah mm. and i that was another big issue i had with the ending it's like we don't need that ending no. we don't need to see them 20 years like mm.
2: just I, it leave felt it felt uncomfortable it in a yeah it yeah because you grew up with these people and now oh wait a second 20 years later or whatever it is because there's never a time jump in the book like I, it's
0: this, it's a big issue i have with any story where they're like Okay, we're going to do a continuous time because each book yeah. would pick up like a One week year. after yeah. he he finishes the last year. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like right at the end last chapter we're going to jump forward 20 years sure. to tell the ending of that story. No, 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 we don't need that. And yeah. It did felt jarring and it felt... There's nothing memorable about the Harry Potter ending of a series. No.
1: And there should be. No. Yeah, that's That's a a very good point. Yeah. Very good. Imagine if they did it with the Stranger Things kids, you know? It just... It would feel weird. Yeah. Just seeing them all grown up and... In the
2: 90s. In the 90s, yeah. Early noughties. (laughs) Yeah. They were starting their own tech startup and... (laughs) (laughs) Um we grew up with the Harry Potter books and then also conclusively with the Harry Potter movies. Uh, and it, I mean, we're talking, oh, that would have been 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So what do you think, like, it's obviously had a lasting impact, but what do you think gives it that lasting impact? What do you think makes it that sort of timeless I'll jump in and say
0: that as an English teacher, I don't think it is. I oh. actually don't think... Like, there for people uh, in, like, our age, yep. yes. Like, we, we define ourselves through Harry Potter. Um, however... I, I've made a h- couple of Harry Potter references in the classroom and the kids don't know what I'm talking about oh does like, do you feel old I, <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel old but then there's those kids who are in the
1: corner who are like yeah I know exactly what you're talking
0: about they're and you're like, like they get me yeah you, hey, you, used you. you are the
1: future <laughs> you know what we need we need a Harry Potter Fortnite crossover I think that would just solve <laughs> yeah. all yeah, the issues yeah, just right? yeah. like, yeah. A, like
2: a, a charm spell into Fortnite and then all of a sudden it'll be super popular <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no I, th- I I feel that there is a bit of a lasting impact, though. But, but, John,
1: how do you feel? No, I'm. The, I'm with you, Doug. I've reading the book again yeah. uh, to my son. Actually, I recently just started. reading I'm not sure if he's taking it in because he's quite young, but I'm really enjoying reading it. And I, I consider it quite a timeless story. Really, yeah. it's got all the. I hate using the word tropes, but because I. It's do quite think a it's, classic yeah, story. It's quite a classic story, yeah. and I, I think it's something that you can easily revisit. And I don't know if it's intentional, but the the way it's set, it's quite. uh it doesn't rely on any sort of modern technology or anything to keep it relevant. There's, no, there's no, nothing dating it, really.
2: Yeah, Yeah. So, like, you could read that story in 20 years' time and you could feel like it's still set in that time. Exactly, like it's, it's yeah. modern with you. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point to make is that it, it is that timeless feel. And I think that part of that is that, that magical world feels a little bit like a throwback. It feels like like you would, the robes, uh, the castles... All those ideas of magic are there, um, and you—that's the world that you delve into. Yeah. Even though there is the the Muggle world, the real world that's that's happening outside of it. And the other thing that I want to say is with J.K. Rowling, she seems to be able to. This is my experience. She can she can write a kid's book that has enough adult content on it that when you go back to it as an adult, you're like, oh, like you pick up on things that mm. that weren't there the first time. Um, And I mean, the biggest, uh, uh, you know, obvious one that people always refer to is that Albus Dumbledore was gay. Yeah. And was in a relationship with Grindelwald. However, like there is a lot of other smaller things that you pick up about the characters along the way and how they deal with like post-traumatic stress and depression and anxiety and all these other things. I think it's really, really amazing. J.K. Rowling, have you ever jumped onto a Twitter?
1: No, I know she's an incredibly bright lady. I've watched a few Mm. interviews with her and she's just incredible to to listen to. Absolutely. Um, and quite an interesting origin story as well of, of the the motivation and, and where the inspiration came from from writing the stories as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, The Elephant Cafe, where she wrote most of the story, apparently when you go in there, the toilet is covered in graffiti, but it's all... Harry Potter graffiti and spells and all this sort of stuff and Harry Potter rules and all this sort of stuff. But um, she is very very um, active on Twitter um, and she's great at the smackdown. Like (laughs) yes, (laughs) absolutely smacking down people. Like that's pretty much her job on Twitter. The definitive voice. She's like
0: the definitive. Like no, this is why. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But she's also getting in, uh, copping a lot of fire though.
2: She does. Yeah. Yeah. About the. Transgender. Tra- yes. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 but she's also
0: got this, this habit of retconning things, which for a geekdom is not, never a good thing. Um, yeah. when you're like, Oh no, no, that happened because of this. And there's nothing in the actual source material. It's like, yes, we should believe her. She's the author of this thing. Yeah. But at the same time, don't go back and fix something. It's there. It's out there. People have created wikis about this thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting.
2: It's it, Yeah. She, it's, it's like she's constantly rewriting her own story. Yes. Yeah. And that can be a bit frustrating because once you uh, put out a novel, that novel then becomes like your own. You don't have ownership over that anymore in a weird way. Um, and but they discuss that in English classes and stuff like that. You're, you're no longer the owner of that. The reader is the person who is now the owner of that, um, which is so it, it's interesting. Um I would like to see... Like, I've never read any of her adult books. um, Oh, I have.
1: I've read A Casual Vacancy. Um, Is there ghost sex in that? Look, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. (laughs) That's a
2: yes. (laughs) uh,
1: But it's, it's a very... It's almost like there was all this stuff that she wanted to put into these Harry Potter books, but, but it, was you, too much it was just too much for a child. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you were talking about dark themes before. They're <laughs> very present. They're not subtle at all. Okay. So, um, but again, I i don't know. It wasn't really, it didn't really tickle my fancy. I don't think I'll, I'll reread it, but yet I keep going back to Harry Potter. So whether that says something about, uh, that type of writing that she does or... Well,
2: as as a, as a writer as well, you only need to have that one good book and you're a writer for the rest of your life. And she has seven of them. So... Yes, <laughs> yes. She's... Uh, I, I read something about her estimated wealth. She is like hundreds of millions of dollars. But to her credit as well, she's also an avid donator. Like she supports a lot of charities... Um, yeah. Which is which is a very very cool thing for. Well, her to do. T-
0: we're talking about Quidditch of the Ages and Fantastic Beasts. The reason she wrote those books was for um, the Red Nose. I'm sure it was Red Red Nose Appeal or Oh whatever, Cool Yeah, yeah. Um, or a similar char- charity. Yes, yeah, yeah. the reason she wrote and released Oxfam. those. Uh, I, don't, I don't know we can have a look at it it um, seems to be very popular in Britain. Yeah, it, yeah i don't think it was oxfam like it's got it something like a red nose but essentially it was for children's yeah children's hospital cho- children's anyway she wrote those standalone books yeah and gave them to this charity and said you take the you take the proceeds which is is awesome like that's yeah. such a cool thing that we get something as fans yeah but she's also giving
1: giving back Sorry, Joe, before we move on, I just, when you mentioned she's the ultimate Twitter smackdown, I've just opened up her, her <laughs> Twitter account and I'm just reading a few. There's, there's this one here, which I, I found quite, which tittled my, my funny bone. Did I titled my funny bone? <laughs> anyway. That's a good British saying, really I is. I think it's a combination of a couple of British sayings. <laughs> yeah, I don't continue. <laughs> Do continue, good sir. <laughs> quite, pip pip. Uh, <laughs> um, the internet just doesn't offer opportunities for misogynistic abuse, you know penis enlarges can be bought discreetly <laughs> is that from her twitter that is from her twitter and this one here with Matthew Lewis who uh played uh Neville actually when he did those uh very tasteful nude uh pitches uh, there's, wrote, there's long bottom nudes oh there are some long bottom nudes <laughs> out there my friend uh this one here which it's is not the bottom that's long <laughs> anymore bottom <laughs> <laughs> well hello. Uh she's written I o- I will always support you no matter what you want to do Matthew. Now go put some clothes on. <laughs> yes, mum. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, look, uh, just before we, we go on and uh, jump into our magical elevator, which uh, isn't actually attached to a building. It just flies around London. Um, Not to be confused with the glass, the great glass elevator from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, there's been a couple of near misses with that one. Yes. The insurance on that is just really it's through, the, through the roof. <laughs> the premiums <laughs> has, are just too high. <laughs> has anyone paid that this this quarter? No, no? We'll be fine. We'll <laughs> be fine. We'll <laughs> yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, who is your, and there's, there's so many different characters to choose from, I'm putting you on the spot here. Who is your favorite character from the Harry Potter series and why?
1: Oh, that's easy. It's Hagrid. Hagrid? I, I just love him. He's just that big bushy beard, that <laughs> that childlike quality that he brings, um, even though he's a big rough, t- I don't know. I just want to give him a hug. Yeah. And I, I also want to go drinking with him. I feel like he'd be the sort of guy <laughs> you could get really drunk and have that really deep and meaningful conversation. Yeah. He's, you know, that, like he's the- that like
2: really friendly rugby player that's like in the back of the bar and yeah. just wants to talk to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 Singing like old tunes all the time. Yeah. He's my man. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I should definitely not have done that. Um, Lachlan. newts Scamander. Like, Uh, is he in the original Harry Potter series? Is
0: that what we're doing? We're doing the original. Yeah, original Harry
2: Potter. Come on. (sighs) Okay. This Newt Scarmander business. Okay, listen,
0: listen. He's amazing. Um, From the original series, though, it has to be, and this is so cliched, it's it's Professor Snape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the character arc that he has and the fact that, I mean, this is the only good thing about the ending is that once you get to that realisation and that, you know, I've always loved or I've always... Did you always feel
2: horrible? Like, spoiler alert, Snape dies and he turns out to be a good guy all along. Mm, yeah. Did you feel horrible for hating him after that? No, I, did. I, 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 I <laughs>
0: cried. I yeah. cried. Um,
2: but I love that you
0: can then go back and read the, the entire series with a whole new and fresh eyes actions. and see mm. his actions. And I thought, that's so clever. And I love that about, about Snape. It so. is a
1: fantastic character. The payoff, as you mentioned, is just like... And that's. Yeah.
2: I remember. I, I was in tears when I when I read that. I'm, I'm man enough to admit that. Um, but uh, just very quickly, Newt Scamander. Why Newt Scamander? I don't okay, see the appeal. So uh, Newt Scamander
0: for me is the. He's he's a version of masculinity that isn't masculine and toxic. Okay. I love the fact that we're seeing in films now versions of men who are more like for lack of a better word, maternal who are, okay. because I mean, you know, and we're three, three gents who would also actually say that we're very caring people. We're very, we're not the stereotype of like the big yeah. hero. And Newt Scamander is courageous without being cocky. He's, he's brave without being stupid and, and buff. And, yeah. and, and he's, he sort of redefines what, a man like how a man can act in a way like we're seeing we're seeing a a version of masculinity who he doesn't back down he's not weak he just doesn't like people he prefers the company of animals okay and i love that i love that we're seeing this different type of
1: departure from your old stallones and your john waynes and your clint Eastwoods of just pulling out a gun and just going yeah "Yeah."
0: but but even the men even the men all the way through the harry potter series are like yeah. James Potter is a is essentially a footy guy. Yeah. You've got Harry who essentially got blows like gets tempers and angst and goes, No, stuff you guys, and, and he's like he's not he, he's a stereotype. He yeah. is a stereotype of a teenage boy. New Scamander though, even as a teenage boy in the flashbacks, he's caring, he's loving, but he also doesn't put up with crap. Yeah. Like you see him sort of shoot down the professors when in, and yeah. the other authority.
2: I think some of the reasons that you're using for newt Garmin would be some of the reasons why Neville Longbottom is one of my favorite um, characters because he is that like he's he's not the best kid, he's not the brightest kid, but he's hard as pure. and he has a real good sense of who he is. And at by the end of the film, or by the end of the movies, I should, uh, books. Film, movie, books. Yeah, going backwards. By the end of the books, he really comes to terms with who he is. And it's almost like he comes of age before Harry Potter does. And I, I've always really, I, I don't know why, I've always had an affinity with Neville Longbottom. But um, look, we should just jump into our pictures, shall we? And get, get in and... Let's do it.
1: I'm excited. My name is John. Hey, this is Doug. This is Lachlan, and I just wanted to say, this is The Never Showing. (laughs) Never Showing. I believe they call this The Never Showing.
0: Welcome to The Never Showing Podcast. Please
1: continue to listen. We do all our own stunts. All right,
2: John, take us on a magical whirlwind adventure in the world of Harry Potter.
1: Gentlemen, um, I'm thinking very out of the box for this, and it's going to upset a lot of people, I think. Uh, There'll be riots in the street. There will be riots in the street. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I took this to a place. It's not. A, it's not a kids' movie. I'll <laughs> just say that okay. it could be a kids' oh, movie. Is this an uncharted thing? Are we getting another? <laughs> another? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no. It's. Uh, I'm mashing up genres a little bit here, but something I always found really fascinating were uh, the brooms. Uh, the broom is a very common yeah. form of transportation in the wizard and witches world. Why,
2: why can something so innocent sound so malevolent <laughs> when given to you, John? <laughs> Doug and I are sitting here
1: very sceptical at the moment. Continue. Brooms. We've talked about this other franchise that I'm sort of mashing this in with quite a lot in this podcast. Well, Doug and I have, and, and Lachlan has quite a distaste for it. So th- this brings me great joy actually at <laughs> oh. this but no i would love to explore and this is the basis of my movie the the scene or the world of illegal underground broomstick are racing are you talking about fast and furious Illegal underground illegal underground, illegal underground broom racing <laughs> yes uh so imagine fast and the furious john i'm gonna stop you right there I'm in. You're in. I'm in. (laughs) You're in. Yes. 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 Oh, man. This is great. Yeah, tell Uh, me more. Let's let's not stop this magic from happening. So, it's the Fast and Furious meets Harry Potter. And I've also borrowed a little bit from the movie Point Break as well. Oh, um, John, (laughs) you're talking my language. Here's what it is. Crazy for Swayze. I'm going to go get a coffee. I'll be back (laughs) in a minute. Bye, Lachlan. (laughs) Um, Doug and I are just going to, you know. Jerky I'm, I'm jer- feeling it. Me too, man. So imagine this, right? We've got a, a young wizard recruit who's joined the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Yep. There's a department there called the Hit Wizards, which is equivalent to the SWAT sort of crew. Okay. And his first assignment is to go undercover to infiltrate the illegal broomstick racing scene. Damn. Um, to assist the arrest in sort of the, the gang leader of this... You know, the head honcho of this uh, little underground activity, who's also running an illegal fire whiskey uh, sort yes, of scheme, like, bootlegging. A, like a bootlegging, Mm-mm. like instead of moonshine, it's fire whiskey. Nice. Our hero gets in. He's a great broomstick racer, wins his first race. Not only does he win a new broomstick, but he also wins the respect of the fellow, oh, yes. of the fellow broomstick racers. Because they're family. Because they're family. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. It's all about family. Yeah. It's all about family. <laughs> We're magically bonded together. <laughs> um, but basically what I'd love to have is the uh, the head gang member of this to be played by a woman. Yep. And the two naturally, as he gets closer in with the gang, yeah. uh, they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes up with this great idea where she's going to have a heist. She's going to have this high-pressured heist into Gringotts oh dang yes and he finds out that she's actually raising all this money to help her muggle family pay for medical <laughs> supplies because they've both got cancer or something like that and now he's stuck with a moral dilemma do I do, I do the right thing do I do what I, is the right thing what is the right what thing, is the thing the right to right do thing? and that's I'm not going to spoil the ending because I haven't come up with it yet well, luckily just surprisingly <laughs> quiet over here this is a brilliant idea
2: this I'm coffee's good.
0: It. I like this, this <laughs> coffee's <laughs> good. No, I, do, I really like it. I do really oh, like it. go on. No, I do. <laughs> I Because do, it does have that feeling of, like, the 90s Harry
2: Potter. Like, I kind of want to see what a souped-up broom looks like well, this as well. Is, this is what I would think. Do they like, use, like, it's like, like the, like, like, Packs of vacuum cleaners. Yeah,
1: like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. they, they mod out their broomsticks. Yeah. with Like, some neon and lights. And I'd like and- to see, like, a punk version
2: of a wizard and, like, wizarding clothes and stuff like that. That would be. You could really even Rogue One this
0: in a little bit in, in that. Like the thing they're trying to get from Gringotts is the Philosopher's Stone,
1: yeah. And like Dang. she's
0: being, you know, she's being controlled by he should not be named. Like, and he's like, "I'll give you all this. I'll, I'll restore your family." And of course, we know that he's horrible. Like that could be a really cool thing. So in a way, I think it's it's yes, a great there idea. We go, look, it's has legs. It's it's, it's <laughs> small now. <laughs> it's yeah.
2: In my yeah, you know what? In my head, it will be John. I am I am just so so excited by your. I want to know what your casting oh, is. Thanks,
1: man. Um, so I. I really struggled with casting this actually, um, and because I part of me wanted to do some some unknowns because back then Paul Walker and um, Vin Diesel they Less were kind unknown. of established but lesser yep. known. So I I tried doing that, but for the sake of the podcast because not everyone has a library of actors in their head, um, I wanted to grab uh, obviously English actors and actresses uh, Amelia Clark to play the head sort yeah. of gangster. Um, she's
2: got a toughness about her that she Amelia does Clark. she yeah. does
1: um, and I'd like her to again I, I really thought she was good in Game of Thrones yeah that fantasy realm seems to be well, a strong and you pick. know
2: what she wasn't bad in Terminator Genesis either yeah she but, was actually quite good I, I appreciated her well even the Rogue One like uh, now I'm like,
1: sorry. Yeah. I, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry I read the reference
2: but yeah she's that sort of character she in Rogue one. one hang on I haven't I haven't crossed those dots Amelia Clarke's in Rogue One sorry not Rogue One Solo Solo
0: Solo. Solo. It was. It was one of them.
1: <laughs> it I was, was just Star smiling and not even going. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, Rogue One. No, no,
0: not, yeah. not Rogue One. Solo. But, Solo. but she's that
1: same sort of character in Solo. Yeah, exactly. And for the guy, I kind of wanted to go for someone um, a little less. Uh, it was. It was difficult to cast because I didn't want. As we were sort of talking before, like that, mo- like that macho sort of dude. I want someone a little bit softer. Um, and I was thinking Jamie Bell who I don't know if you guys have remembered, but Billy Elliot, he was in Jumper. Uh, He was in Snowpiercer, actually, which we've discussed multiple times. Fantastic movie, yeah. He's sort of at the sort of young age, I think, of someone that would be in that sort of position. So, yeah, they're, they're my two guys. Um... I would love I don't know where but I would love um, Tom Hardy to pop up somewhere as like a can he be can he be the English version of Vin Diesel a little bit yeah that's, <laughs> I mean, he can be needs- the fire whiskey
2: deer, like yeah, there, there yeah. needs to be a, a Vin Diesel I ass. feel like Vin Diesel needs to turn up at the end like he does in Tokyo <laughs> Drift yeah. yeah. Lachlan doesn't know what I'm talking about because he's <laughs> no, not a I'm just, I'm just nodding but Tokyo <laughs> Drift he turns up like it, the movie has nothing to do with the, the his story and he just turns up at the end to like race the main dude in that story that we need that. Like, it's just like, Hey, heard you new magic heard you heard you do ride we, broomsticks fast do we can need I beat that? my six
1: cylinder yes yes yes, yes we do
2: yeah.
1: well part of what because i struggle with the idea of what makes it illegal and i would love them to be racing and you might well, correct me if i'm wrong can they fly in the muggle realm no, no. that's what would be illegal is that yeah.
2: they're, they're showing magic in the muggle realm yeah and, and you know causing damage and stuff like that that would yeah it fits perfectly absolutely
1: so yeah you could take it all over the world much like the fast and the furious yeah. guys do so yeah that's my pitch Dude, I'm, I I I'm I'm so on board. Do you have a
2: director for it? No, I don't. I would um, I would suggest like anybody that directed a Fast and Furious movie.
1: First of all, <laughs> James Wan. I, I thought I, I'm out of this coffee. I'm going to get another it. one.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm 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 totally digging it. Yeah. I I think that is the That is a that is a crazy idea that I could get aboard with. <laughs> <Yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> Again, not I, I can, can
0: imagine you being in that elevator with like J.K. Rowling and going, "Listen." <laughs>
2: Fast and Furious. <laughs> <Yeah>. On brooms. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll get her really drunk. Just don't let her on <laughs> Just don't let her onto Twitter afterwards. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: Fill her up on, is it, uh, oh gosh, what's the, is it Butterbeer? Yeah. Butterbeer, yeah. Just load her up on that.
0: I
2: don't yeah. know if Butterbeer is, is Butterbeer alcoholic though? Or is it No, but it gives you a good feeling. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Without the hangover, which is really, there should be Butterbeer. Yes. Dude, loving it. Um, I'm happy to to give you my pitch now if you'd like to hear it. I
1: yeah. feel like we've started strong. Can you keep us going on this really exciting train or elevator or
2: <laughs> mode of transport? It's a magical flying elevator that so, flies around the areas of London. To, okay, four, to floor
0: nine and three quarters.
2: To floor nine, <laughs> <laughs> there's the big gherkin or pickle or whatever they call it. Anyway, um, you'll either love it or hate it. Okay, I'm Again, I'm looking at ways to expand the Harry Potter universe in a mashup of categories. Okay. So what's the one thing that the Harry Potter world hasn't had enough of? Romantic comedies. Mm. Okay. Now, we didn't even we didn't even touch on this, but there is like a sequel to the last Harry Potter book called um, The Curse of Black- the Black The Cursed Child. The Cursed Child. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and in that it explores like his youngest uh, son Albus and there's the whole hoopla thing there. So I've actually set my events after that and you don't really need to know anything about the cursed child to, to get into this but basically the youngest son whose name is albus several severus potter thinking 26 27 years old he's left the wizarding world he's become disillusioned with it he's become an elementary school teacher in america okay <laughs> yeah. where he meets the lovely lovely emma and they fall mm. in love but He's going back to his home for the holidays. And he decides to take Emma, who is a complete muggle and isn't aware of the existence of wizards, back home with him to meet the parents. Oh, I love this, this already. Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. literally meet the parents crossed with four weddings and a funeral crossed with death at a funeral. This is this is the, the uh, I love the tone. Yeah. 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 So um, you've got to think of all of your common romantic comedy tropes. So, um her, uh, Ron Weasley and Hermione have a daughter named Rose, um, who it, Harry used to date and is the sexy, like, ex-girlfriend that, that Emma has to compete with.
0: Albus. Albus used to date. Harry didn't used to date her. Oh, sorry. No, that would be weird. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That would I just want to clarify weird.
2: before people are yeah. like, hang on a second. <laughs>
1: um, Maybe in Germany. I don't
2: know. <laughs> 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 Harry's gotten a bit, like, grumpy in his old age. He's been, He's he's risen up the ranks at the... the, the uh, Ministry of magic, but, uh, he's become very suspicious and very jaded because of his work. And, um, he's a bit of a grumpy cat towards, uh, Emma because, you know, his son was going to be this, you know rise up through the ranks with him and it was going to be a family business and all that sort of stuff so she has to contend with him i'm just i'm sorry i can't she, picture harry just being
1: like yeah I'm very disappointed in you so i'm very disappointed in you son he's very I, angsty i can
2: see it happening
1: yeah. honestly you're, you're a, a wizard monster. albus <laughs> yeah. you're a wizard albus
2: none of this teaching school children yeah, yeah. um Ginny's drinking a little bit too much um <laughs> Um, so she's dealing with magic for the first time. You get that like first-hand view, and like, you, like I'm honestly thinking like meet the parents, where like every step that she takes is wrong in the Wizarding World. Yeah. She she keeps on talking about like Voldemort and the people like <laughs> gasping at her and stuff like that. So that's that's that. I want to make that movie. I want to make the movie where it's. I really right. like it. A, a romantic comedy in the land of of Wizarding
1: World. I can absolutely see that actually happening because can you imagine the pressures of being the son of Harry Potter? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly, and you, I just think like, and it, without getting too much into it, within the cursed uh, cursed child, he like goes back in time like four different times, Yep. Uh, and uh, he he has to try and save Cedric Diggory from from dying in the 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 Triwizard Championship, um, which is you know kind of. Like, I I just think as a young kid going through all that, I would be like, you know what? Stuff all this. I'm just going to take a regular job. I'm going to live in the regular world and just get rid of all, you know, all this, leave all this sort of wizarding stuff behind. I'm
1: going to have a leap leap year in, um, I guess, America. Yeah. Because usually you go to Europe. So that that would make sense. Yeah. Actually. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, but he is like 26, 27 years old. So he lives in a a tiny apartment in like, say, Brooklyn or something like that. But of course, it's bigger on the inside because he is
1: a wizard. Yeah. And all those. I really
2: like that. Those That's little really magical
1: cool. touches. So, um, Who have you got cast, man? I'm, I'm interested to see who this old Harry Potter... All yeah. I can think of is De Niro <laughs> with a British accent. <laughs> yeah.
2: did, you, did you flush the toilet? Um, look, I, I did a bit of a deep dive on... like I didn't even realise this until about three or four characters in, but I did a bit of a deep dive on Doctor ha- Doctor Who uh, actors from yep. the past. Oh, nice. So let's start with the, the most uh, popular sort of character. So you'd have Harry Potter... Uh, he would actually be played by Michael Sheen. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So Michael Sheen from uh, the Masters of Sex. And Good Omens. Good Omens. Yeah. And, but he, I just think he's like the right age because Harry Potter will be about 50 at this yeah. time, 50 mm-hmm. something. Awesome casting. Yeah. Um, Ginny Weasley um, is actually the current Doctor Who Jodie Whittaker. Um, awesome. So I'm just Imagine. cast her with some fiery red hair and maybe a little bit tipsy. And that's, that's who I'm going I'm for. I'm seeing
1: that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this fire whiskey offer, Made of mine. Yeah. And behind the thing. It's great. I wanted an illegal broom. <laughs> <race>. <laughs> <fighting>. <laughs> <laughs> see the, the universe is expanding yeah. right there. <laughs>
2: um, uh, Ron Weasley. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to have Christopher Eccleston play him because of the big ears. Yeah, <laughs> I see it. <laughs> um, and Hermione, I would like as Emma Thompson. Oh, wow. Who who played Trelawney? She did play Trelawney, so but, but,
1: but that's a nice... She was a under a lot, of, like, a
2: lot of makeup. A lot of makeup. I think she can play two characters. Yeah. Now,
1: now for the... the so, muggling, sorry, Doug. You just, like, pretty much... This is what I love about English actors and actresses is they're just in everything. They're in yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. they just... Like, every
2: one of these people have almost worked together. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. And I find going into English actors, I'm like, you don't even realise the connections until after the fact. Um, coming back, uh, the American, um, the Muggle, yes. would be played by... Anna Kendrick. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I think I like is, that. She's, she's got comedic chops. She's cute and sweet, but you can also see her being very awkward. So that's that's yep. where to go. Now, Albus, I thought a great actor for him would be Matt Smith because he kind of okay. looks a little bit like Harry Potter, but not enough like Harry Potter. Yeah. So you could see a bit of a familial resemblance, and I like I like him being a little bit more straight. Like he's a bit the bit of the straight guy. Um his ex-girlfriend Rose uh, Granger Weasley would be played by Karen Gillan who is yeah. obviously his companion? You've really just—it's oh, yeah, really Reached like
1: into the, the um, Doctor Who universe and just said, "I'm going to take all these. Ah, <laughs> You're coming with me."
2: And there was one other character that I didn't didn't cast, but it's James Potter, who is the older son, and uh, he's works at the Ministry of Magic. With he's the favorite son because he works at the Ministry mm-hmm. of yeah, Magic and all nice. that sort of stuff. But I didn't I didn't cast him because I just
1: I. You just need a British version of Adam Scott. Yeah, Yeah. yes, that's (laughs) exactly. Like Step (laughs) Brothers Adam Scott would be perfect. Um, And
2: of course, who else would you get to direct a romantic British comedy? than Richard Curtis I was hoping you said Richard (laughs) Curtis (laughs) I was going to say
1: Frank Oz but yes no Richard Curtis Now Richard Curtis awesome that's
2: great directing (laughs) that's my that's my movie in a nutshell I really like it oh man yeah we got we got the we got the Fast and the Furious (laughs) we got the Four Weddings and a Funeral and let's just jump jump straight back into the elevator for Lachlan's pitch okay now Lachlan yes you were the actual person who who said to us, "Guys, we need to do, we need to do a Harry you Potter." You were one. very
1: insistent. We need I to was very insistent.
0: Uh, my wife and I have been like, because w- ever since I introduced her to Harry Potter, we've been talking about f- the Harry Potter films and.
1: We have. I feel like there's an announcement oh, at the end of this. We we're, yeah. we're renewing our vows with a Harry Potter yeah, theme the, wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, she would hate that. Your rings.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> she would hate that. Uh, no, but we've been talking, and because Quidditch, Quidditch is my favourite thing, like I love it, and I follow like the Australian Quidditch League. What? That, hang on. <laughs> there's there's, it, an, there's that, an Australian. So there is and an is actual it Quidditch. It's people running around on a court. Like I know, I know the rules. Do they have I a broom between their heads? They have a broom legs. between their legs. The it's look, look, it's awkward, but is there a fantasy? football style situation but with quidditch so there used to be a game there used to be a game for the pc (laughs) i
1: have
2: so many questions Uh, there used to be a game
0: game for the pc which was the quidditch world cup and you played as a team going to the quidditch world cup now this
2: is all before you go on i have to ask what's the australian quidditch team and is okay two questions in one is it quidditch or kidditch it's Quidditch. And it's Quidditch. Quidditch. Okay. Quidditch. And what is the name of the Australian Quidditch team? Uh it's actually
0: escaping me, and I knew I knew you were gonna ask that, <laughs> and I should have written it down. I can find that. I can find it later. But it I'm just picturing a magic version of it's, a wall. It's more a university <laughs> style thing. Like it's but look, I'm I'm gearing up for this because in Kenilworthy Wisps, I mean, that's the name of the fake author that J.K. Rowling penned Quidditch to the Ages yeah. under. Kenilworth, Kenilworthy Wisp. Wrote a book called Quidditch Through the Ages, which is essentially how Quidditch has formed through the ages. Now, (laughs) In it, it actually has a little side note about the Wollongong Warriors and the Thundermurra Thunderers. I think they're called, and and they talk about how the 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 notoriousness between these two are so violent. Are they Australian teams? They're Australian teams, of course. Here is my pitch. <laughs> she knows she knows her stuff. Australians are very violent yeah. about sports. Yeah, yeah. Here's my pitch. A a uh, sports writer, a Quidditch writer called Worthy Wisp from the from the Daily Prophet. Okay, he mm-hmm. used to be a big Quidditch player uh, for one of the English teams. Maybe got now he's a has been. He's a has been, and he is. He's disgruntled. His family sort of like he's just sort of coming to terms with the fact that he's not this great sportsman anymore. Takes a coaching job in Australia. For the Quidditch World Cup, the Quidditch <laughs> World Cup is
2: coming up. Oh my god! I'm a, <laughs> an Australian Harry Potter. Man. Oh yes, go on. This is going to be so. Great. So it's the Quidditch World Quidditch World Cup is
0: coming up, and they want to put an Australian team in. And so he takes this job. He moves his family to Australia. <laughs> and his first, like, I the image in my head is him walking through a pub and seeing like. Uh, this, like, captain of this Quidditch team just slamming down, like, a pint, like, a, a, you know, schooner and then throwing it against the wall. (laughs) And then at that same time, uh, the other Quidditch team comes in and just, like, accuses them of... And so this is a whole big magical bar (laughs) fight. Like, that just seems to me. And I I love love the concept that it's, like, this small rural town and and you get there by, like, an old beat-up ute but the way you enter into the magical part of the town is through the pub, like, <laughs> and, and it just sort of goes down, but it's, like, hidden in a huge gorge and, the like, out in the outback. And the middle of this town, the town's built on the cliffs, and in the middle of the town is the Quidditch pitch. And so, like, the people can just look out and there they're training and flying around and, and all their sort of amazing sort of I'm,
2: you, you, I'm just blown away by Australian... Wizards, because like, just imagine that for a second. Like, uh, d- d- I don't it, want to try any spell in in in, in an Australian yeah. accent. Yeah. Accio broom.
0: Alohamora. Allow- <laughs> leviosa. <Yeah>. No, it's <laughs>
2: leviosa.
0: But leviosa. Here's here's the thing. Like, there is there is a. Um, and all of this that I'm talking about is actually canon because in nineteen 19- and it's set in the sixties because canon. in 19- nineteen <laughs> in nineteen sixty-eight, I'm pretty sure, Australia won the Quidditch World Cup. And this is part of this is this, this is, is law. Okay, in 1968. So this is 1960s. He's come. He puts them. He puts them together. He has to deal with the two coaches to pick the best players and takes them to like um, like. A, and so you get a bit of Asia as well. Takes them to Japan for the Quidditch World Cup, <laughs> and and you just. I like the idea of opening the world up to other. Like, like to see how magic yes. is handled. Because, mm. and she
2: says in- Because cultures are different, so magic will mm. be different in those cultures. Yeah. yeah. Like, and
0: I would love to see how a film like that um, sort of touches on how different cultures- use magic because she says that there are cultures in of Africa that don't use wands like wands yeah. are something that was a westernized magic thing and I love the concept What's of that
1: because yeah, correct me if I'm wrong but aren't there some cultures in the world that don't use broomsticks they use carpets, stuff like that yeah, around, yeah. Right? so I think like the northern
0: African like and the the other big thing there's a big map now of all the different magical schools and mm. how each different magical school has and there's one in Australia she hasn't named it but there is one in Australia <laughs> Because you know
1: what I love about and this is a little bit off topic, but Hogwarts is meant to be the prestige best of the best. I want to know what's at the bottom. What's the worst wizarding school? Worst <laughs> school? Yeah. It's probably the Australian <laughs> it's one. No, it's the public
2: wizarding <laughs> <visiting laughs> school. But I
0: like I like the idea of nineteen sixties Australia and having like that the school in the school in Australia is actually like a school of magic in the air yeah. so like they they sort of um log in and the room that they're doing whatever their work is actually transforms into the school room with all these other kids they're not physically there but the by magic so oh, yeah, all around yeah, yeah. like all these outback stations yeah. and like you've got farmers who farm it's like, like remote remote magic school yeah and, <laughs> and i like that concept of of playing with what an australian wizard because again we have
2: you know a history of you know, the English, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that would be, that would come into play. Absolutely. Like yeah. if you look at any
2: sort of um, like uh, you got the cricket, you've got um, rugby and all that sort of stuff. Like, yep. you know, England versus Australia is always
0: big a, a big mm. one. And especially if you have this guy who is a, an ex English player, who's yeah. coaching, like there's going to be some tension. Now here's my cast. Uh, first of all, my director is going to be uh, David Heyman, who did Paddington, because I think he just nails. You mentioned the tone. that before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and there's that English sensibility that you have to make because it is an English property. My Kenilworthy Wisp, the the guy who used to be
2: a, a oh, uh, player. Uh, I've already got a wish for this, but go ahead, Nick Frost is. Oh. is who, who was your wish? No, no, that's better than my wish actually. Because oh, okay. I know I, I was getting confused. Yep. Okay, Good. so
0: Nick Frost, Nick Frost playing the English ex, ex, you know, he was probably like a beater. Yeah. And so he's like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm going and he takes this job. Uh, For
1: some reason, I saw Mel Gibson with a British accent. Oh, I
2: don't yeah, know why. I, I thought Russell Crowe, but I, <laughs> Russell Crowe,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe is going to be the uh, coach, like the, uh, the coach of uh, the Thunder, Thundermarrow Thunderers, Yes. And I'm going to have Sam Neill as the coach of the Wollongong Warriors. <laughs> and I want, I want. Um, as the captains of each of these Chris and Liam Hemsworth <laughs>
2: and I want I want there
0: to just be like Hugh Jackman is the minister for the prime minister of magic in Australia, Australia.
2: and I just going to the prime minister about uh, this <laughs> <laughs> I want you prime minister
0: <laughs> like i just coming up going alright gents nice clean nice clean and I thought you know it
2: just do what they did but with Australian oh, actors mm. you, um, you've hit on a couple of things there for me because I love a good underdog sports flick like mm. I will watch anything where someone crappy tries a sport basically yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that idea of like to a, a, like and I love Australian comedies as well like and I I just see this movie in the same vein as the castle but with like I, I'd love to see
0: um uh, what's his name Stephen Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry yeah. as like the the seeker for one of the teams, like <laughs> is really nervous, but like you get him on a field and he's just like dirty. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to see that sort of sensibility come through in a film like this. So yeah, that that's my pitch for Qu- again, keeping in with the whole <sighs>
2: fantastic beast I, thing. I love it. I, again, underdog sports movies. I, I oh, just
1: I, no, they I get me them too, man. Yeah, yeah. the longest it, yard. It, longest longest yard.
2: Mon- you know, um, what's the one where um. Adam Sandler's best friend tries w, uh, WWF, uh, UFC. Oh. Um, Raise the roof or something it was called or something.
1: Gosh,
0: no. Bring the house oh, down. Oh, here comes the boom. Here, here comes, comes the, the boom. Yeah, yeah. I love that Kevin movie. Kevin James. Yeah. I know
2: that that's a terrible movie, but just the, the underdogness yeah. of it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll always choose an underdog. So,
0: McFarland USA was sort of an inspiration. I don't know if you... It's a Disney one with Kevin Costner and he, he's a, like this big time coach and he goes yeah, and coaches yeah, yeah. the... So he has
1: the magic wand. Not the magic wand, the magic bat.
0: Remind no, you think in Field of Dreams, isn't I it? I am thinking mm-hmm. Field no, of Dreams. No, James. McFarland USA, he he goes and coaches like... Uh, it's based on a true story. Yeah, it's cool. based on a true story. Which
2: is technically kind of what yours is. Is based on the lore of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also love like, so we go, like Australia goes up against England and we win. Yes. Australia's so got a quitting. Can David <laughs> Beckham be on the uh, English team? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. And there's got to be a lot of like fist fights. There's just going to be oh, incredible. Like, all, like fist slash one I, I, fights. I love,
0: I like, like in my head, there's a... There's the scene is, like, they're, they're fighting this bar fight and the uh, a muggle walks through the door. Like, it's all this magic. And so, the, they, they try and fist fight, but it's like, it just doesn't <laughs> land. So, you've got these big bulky guys who just don't quite know how to punch. <laughs> Oh, There's yeah. a lot of humour, but anyway, that's 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 my pitch, and a I big thank that. you to my darling wife for helping flesh that out. Because yes. I'd like oh. to
2: point out that again, uh, you, you, you've gotten help from other people. I know. No, I no, know. I, I dig that, and I, I've noticed like all of us kind of mishmashed. Uh, I so liked we it. The Wizarding world. It. Yeah, I think that's kind of a way to keep things current. Like I think a lot of uh, films that we like this day and age have that ability. Like. Um, you look at a movie like Stella, which is like a family movie, but it's set in science. It's like a science fiction movie at the same time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on a Nolan round here because uh, Inception as well is a heist movie, but it's, you know, set around like, you know, a tragic death and stuff like that. So I, I like this is this is the way of the world. This is where J.K. Rowling should be taking this if she's listening. Mm. Which, of course, we all know that she is an avid listener of the Never
1: Showing Podcast. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Thank you, madam. Yes. Uh, (laughs) She reaches out to us on Twitter each week. We really appreciate all the abuse abuse she sends to us. (laughs) She's sending that to every
0: misogynistic man, John. Not just us. (laughs) Not
2: just us. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I... uh, I could see, I could see some of these movies being. Made. I can see Guys, all of these. Yeah, no, we I think
1: we've filled up a, a rental movie shop right now. Yes, really? Yeah, we've you know, just tipped Harry, off Harry all Potter the genres. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even, even though rental movie shops aren't really a thing No, <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, they've gone the the wayside. There's a there's one last blockbuster left
2: somewhere in America, which I feel yeah. like. As as avid moviegoers, we should make like a a, a trek, like a pilgrimage, a, a pilgrimage to <laughs> yeah, the last <laughs> blockbuster. Um, do you guys have anything to add about your pictures about Harry Potter? I I, I got a question for you because we're at the end of it now, so we can actually piss people off. Who is your wor- Who is your least favorite character out of the Harry Potter movies? Harry. Good mo Yeah, good point. I was going to say Harry. Tony. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Um Gosh, I let me think about this for a second. Um, because I kind of like. Oh God, I don't want to say Harry as well. as you, as you well, <laughs> like, as you're thinking, thinking about, about it, it, you're going. No, actually, I like them. I like um, Harry is the off
0: vanilla ice cream that you put the ice magic on top of.
1: He really is in like yeah. the Neapolitan ice cream thing, which has like the strawberry and the chocolate. Yeah, he's the one that just gets sort of left. Because really, when you think about it, he doesn't. His character doesn't have a really big arc. He kind of just.
2: He, it's a his whole. He's built on this premise of self entitlement almost, yeah. because he is this. He's the son of you know the famous James. But is it James Potter? Yeah, James and Lily. Yeah. So he's the son of these famous people. He's come here, um, and but he they're kind famous of lucks because they way. died. Yeah. Like, then that's, that's that's not a, a good weird premise thing to be famous for. But he kind of lucks out for most of his battles. Mm do you know mm. what I mean like he, he never actually like successfully kind of beats anyone until like the final no yeah.
1: because to be honest if, if I had to play any one of those characters if I were an actor I think Harry would be my last choice because yeah. there's nothing yeah. really interesting about him to be honest that's
0: true I, I would say that like I'm one of those people who say that in the last film it should have been revealed that Longbottom that Neville was the chosen one the chosen like, one I think uh, like have you, you guys have heard that you've yeah, heard, yeah, you've yeah, heard yeah, the, yeah yeah definitely. yeah I, I reckon he should have like that would have yeah. been a really great end that here's all of because the last book should have been about table turning oh Snape you think Snape's bad here's this oh you think Harry's the chosen one He's, yeah. it's actually Neville
2: so uh, th- those are those are our choices but we'd love to hear what you guys think any favorites out of the Parry Potter any people that you absolutely despise um, or if you have an idea for us to pitch uh, for one of our new episodes just uh, get in contact with us never showing podcast at gmail.com or you can jump onto our social medias which is just never showing so uh, we hope to hear from you we love you a lot like not in a weird way but in a, in a magical in a nice way. way in a, nice in a magical, magical way.
1: way I mean speak for yes. yourselves I mean I, I will continue to send the letters John's um, getting kinky with it and those polaroids uh, i do ask that our listeners do respond um with money preferably or
2: yeah so get in contact with us, but not with cease and desists. okay (laughs) um so yeah that's it for all this episode um we've been john doug and lachlan and we'll see you next time
0: and we've been surprisingly harrison
2: ford free oh Oh, until then (laughs) bye
1: (laughs) didn't even get a jeff goldblum in there (laughs) damn it Thank you. Well, that was a very
2: fun and magical episode. Uh, What are we doing next week?
1: Next week on the podcast, we'll be
2: discussing the wonderful world of sex ed videos for rodents. Excellent. I'm going to actually jump into a bath filled with uh, almond milk and uh, purify my natural body's toxins. Lachlan, what are we doing next week?
0: I think we should uh, look at a concept album. Block Party's A Weekend in a
2: City from uh, 2007. Excellent. Look, I think all three of those are great options, but um, I'll let the listener decide what we're actually doing. We're actually going to do all three, but have fun. Enjoy next week's episode.
0: You're in for a treat. Wait, it is it is the block party thing, guys. We're we're not we're not doing the bar thing, are we?
1: What am I going to do with all these rodents? Concept album,
2: block party next week, (laughs) and then cut there.